Press that GD record button. Let's go. You got it. What dude. are you? Are you afraid? Are you scared? I'm not scared. I promise. Welcome to Please Bless This Podcast. This is the podcast where Our two sisters talk about all things Mormon and pop culture. And sometimes we talk about Ryan Gosling's award uh, talent show performance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do mostly want to talk about Ryan Gosling. Yeah, me too. He's the best of us. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. So this week we're talking about famous ex-Mormons or Mormons, we should say. Mm-hmm. Once a Mormon, always a Mormon. Absolutely. There's no escaping. And if we, right. And if we were only to talk about current active Mormons, we'd have nobody to talk about. It'd be pretty boring. It'd be like, yeah. how's Mitt Romney doing these days? we could also talk about like brandon flowers the front man for the killers which always astonishes me that he's still mormon me too i get a weird feeling a weird vibration about that anytime i hear him talk about his mormonism well number one let's just dive right in number one it's strange that he's like a like a sometimes drinking, sometimes smoking, partying rock star mm-hmm. Mormon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I'm Mormon. Maybe not the best, but I'm Mormon. Like, that's not a thing, you know? Haiti. It's a thing. <sighs> I mean, it's a thing. It's a thing that's hard for people like you and me to understand. Coming from where yeah. we come from. But also recognizing that if you're like doing all of those things if you're if you're that far removed from mormonism why not just fully remove right Who part of me thinks protecting? he yes exactly i'm like he's got like a grandma he just has such a soft spot for and she can't take it if he leaves and so he's like doing it for her or like his wife yeah something you know yeah this is the thing though right like it's so easy once you're on the outside to be like, how come everybody isn't leaving? <laughs> like, yeah. it's just so clearly better <laughs> to not do that and not participate in it and not support it. Yeah. But with that said, we hung on a while. I hung on a long while. And there are so many while. reasons people hang on. Yeah, I get it. I get it to some extent, but it is like, it's like complicated. Like you, things are so much less complicated. Yeah. I sound like a literal, um, a, uh, a servant of the devil. I'm a literal <laughs> servant of the devil. I'm like, it's, it's fine. easier. It's easier. You can yeah. kind of just do whatever you want. Yeah. Take Nothing the simpler matters. path, everybody. Yeah. I don't know, but he's in his son's name is Ammon. Yeah. You're in if you're naming your child after a Book of Mormon character. Yeah. That is peak. Um, He did release their most recent album. He has a song about growing up in Nephi, Utah. And um, it's not like a happy song. <laughs> so I do think there is obviously like a nuance to his experience. But he's also like a spokesperson poster boy for the church in a number of contexts. And that is just so fascinating to me. Like even so we're talking about Brandon Flowers. Let's talk to you about like 
um Dan Reynolds, the frontman for Imagine Dragons, who mm-hmm. also famously Mormon. One thing I learned getting ready for this episode that I didn't know is Imagine Dragons, like one of their first big W's is that they won Battle of the Bands at BYU. Oh, wow. And that is hilarious to me. As someone who attended Battle of the Bands, was really into the campus live music scene for a time. Yeah, I know what kind of caliber bands are showing up. Mm-hmm. and yeah good for them <laughs> yeah good for them now that guy he is um never wearing a shirt oh never yeah he's decided yeah. that's his new brand is like short shorts and nothing else yeah but, but let me i'm getting ahead of myself so he like famously was like no i'm a mormon um, but also, I'm an advocate for the LGBTQ community, and I recognize that Mormonism is, like, harming this community, and I'm going to start this Love Loud festival to try and, like, build bridges, and then was just like, no, I'm out. Yeah. And that journey, to me, makes a lot of sense. It feels familiar. It feels natural. And and that's maybe why I'm sort of like Brandon Flowers is eventually gonna be in that same boat, right? Like how long can you really be a public be. figure advocating for like social justice and stay a Mormon? I do not I do not understand. It doesn't compute. Yeah. And even further, like Brandon Flowers so he he's been a spokesperson for mormons he was like in an i am a mormon ad yeah i'm and i'm a mormon whatever that campaign was back in the day yeah back Um, before it was a sin to call yourself a mormon yeah i feel like knowing what we know about like david archuleta like being Mm -hmm. like kind of a high profile mormon like you're like brought in for like conversations with like general Mm -hmm. authorities and stuff Mm -hmm. and brandon flowers has probably done the same yeah i can't imagine he hasn't yeah and i would suspect those conversations are a a mix of the sort of leaders of the church pandering to these high profile mormons to be like see we're buddies we're on each other's we got each other's back slash the brethren trying to ascertain like how solid is this guy yeah can we put him in an ad and count on him not to like turn on us the next day right and that's gotta be a weird position to be in yeah they're looking for their tom cruise yes (laughs) mormonism is looking for its tom cruise that rock solid like never gonna deny no matter the court of public opinion i think it's interesting that that doesn't that doesn't not exist nowhere near existing like there's no high profile like a-list current mormon celebrity who's like out there talking about their mormonism in the kind of way that tom cruise was though to be fair he's not doing that anymore I think it became clear that that was not helping his popularity. 
No, I think when everybody found out that David Miscavige's wife has been missing for years <laughs> and that like Tom Cruise probably knows about it didn't help he was like we gotta stop i gotta stop talking about i this. think the katie holmes like basically fleeing their relationship slash scientology and taking their daughter with her and reports that like tom cruise basically hasn't seen his daughter since i think that cooled it on the like let's hype up scientology on talk shows yeah and just weird press surrounding tom cruise in general i don't know yeah. if you listeners know this but elisa is the president of the tom cruise fan club number one <laughs> fan stan if you will if um if tom cruise has one fan it's me if he has no fans i'm dead yeah 100 percent. and it is a thing i i let me explain a little I am a fan okay. of him as an actor, an artist, someone who is like really doing things no one else is doing. I think the Mission Impossible movies are like the greatest action films. Mission Impossible Fallout is a perfect film. I'm not, I could talk about this all day and I promise that I won't, but the man is like crashing helicopters, flying fighter jets. Literally driving motorcycles off cliffs for his art, and no one else is doing that. So yeah, he's I am an artist, a fan sure. of his singularity, his like true commitment. Uh, I I think he's incredible. I think he's crazy. Yeah. And I think the two go hand in hand. His commitment and his insanity. But I'm a fan. And and to be fair to you, I'm also a fan. Mm -hmm. I would never say I'm as much of a fan. Out of respect to you, yeah, I don't put myself. Yeah, fight me. I'm a bigger yeah, fan. Yeah, no, no, no. You're the authority on Tom Cruise in this family. <laughs> Thank you so much. That means a lot to You're me. Welcome. Um, I defend Tom Cruise like on a weekly basis. I feel like in my life, <laughs> sure. But I'm not defending his relationship to Scientology. I am, however, recognizing that I was a Mormon until my mid 30s. So like. Who mm -hmm. am I to pretend like it's that easy to separate yourself from your cult? <laughs> it's tough, man. Yep. Especially when you're a public figure, especially when a lot of people are watching, especially when you've said a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. taking it all back is work, man. And they've just got so much dirt on him. You know, oh, yeah, Tom Cruise is getting up to crazy stuff. Of course. Anyway, I've heard we... like the most interesting rumors about that person. Like he's a super villain. Really? Yeah. Like he will have people like dropped in the woods uh, for him to like hunt them for Wait, sport. Wait, really? Like, heard for that fun. about Tom Cruise? Yeah. I mean, oh. can't confirm. It's a rumor I've heard. I mean, I've heard about like super rich celebrities like hunting people for sport as a rumor, yeah. but I've never heard that attached to Tom Cruise specifically. I know there are rumors about him like exploiting young people in Scientology to like, I don't know, like renovate his house for basically nothing and like restore vintage motorcycles for him at no with no pay. And like, yikes, I <laughs> think that that stuff is icky. Mm -hmm. but the man fucking drove a motorcycle off a cliff i've seen the footage and you know let me just say one thing mission impossible dead reckoning part one 
we all saw the trailer where he drives the motorcycle off the cliff. We all saw like the behind the scenes videos of it on YouTube. Believe me, I watched them all. But when you go to the movie, I was a little worried. Like this is the main stunt of the movie and I've already seen it like 65 (laughs) times on YouTube. Is it going to land? Is it going to hit? Is it going to have impact? It totally did. (laughs) It was not watered down by my exposure to it it was amped up and like the way it's edited in the movie I was like laughing out loud I was so delighted I was like giggling (laughs) I'm so happy for you that's that's just great you know what's my favorite thing that he does and then we'll be then we'll be done on Tom Cruise (laughs) I just love watching him run (laughs) when he runs you guys know fast oh yeah so he puts fast. his whole heart into that. <laughs> I was gonna say he puts his whole bussy in. <laughs> we can't put that, that too. In. We're putting um, it in. I'm the editor. It's my call. Yeah, in Mission Impossible Fallout, how he like jumps across, like from one rooftop into a building, <laughs> breaks his ankle. Like in real life, breaks his ankle. Yeah. The show must go on. This man the- is unstoppable never gonna quit yeah also top gun maverick was one of the best films of the year we don't have to talk more about this and i feel like we're gonna get like a one some one star reviews on apple Podcasts (laughs) now they're like this is just like a podcast about top cruise but whatever it's worth it maybe it is yeah get over it but let's give a little more context for the sort of inspiration for this episode i feel like growing up mormon you and by you i mean you all mormons are really excited whenever you find out that somebody famous has a tie to mormonism yeah and it's like a thing like that mormons do with each other but also that mormons do with like friends i do this with frank my husband all the time where you're like, oh, did you know that person's Mormon? Oh, yeah. did you know that that person grew up Mormon? Oh, did you know there's a rumor that Christina Aguilera was baptized? Like, <laughs> it's such a thing Mormons do. Yeah. And I just think we should talk about why. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're all looking for our Tom Cruise mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And we just want that, like we were talking about in our last episode, like who... Uh, who are our uh miltons and shakespeare's yes you know where the hell are they is it ryan gosling might be um might be it might be i'm comfortable with that i was thinking about ryan gosling when i was reading your outline man if he had been in our ward growing up i might still be mormon (laughs) he would have kept you in he would have kept your attention yeah for sure he would have made it interesting definitely like number one has the face of a man who's passed the sacrament though i don't think he has he he kind of makes it seem like he was not about the church at all yeah um but yeah he's just got that he's got a little bit of mormon glow a hundred percent he's also a canadian mormon i feel like that's a distinction yeah Uh, special yeah, I I knew a lot of Canadian Mormons in my day. There are a lot of Mormons in Canada, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Although my husband Frank is from Edmonton, 
he'll hate that I said that on the podcast. He's like, keep <laughs> my identity private. private. Um, but he didn't know a lot of Mormons growing up. And I can't believe that because like every single person I've ever met from Edmonton is a Mormon until I met my husband. Yeah. Yeah, no one um, Frankie. He was just staying out of everybody's business. Yeah, he was just he knew lots of Mormons, but he never he never knew that they were Mormons because he was, yeah, just you know, keeping it light. Yeah. Um, anyway, this is all to say Ryan Gosling is a Canada Mormon. Mm. And that is its own distinction. Um, he also, like you were saying in interviews talking about his Mormon upbringing has said like he never super identified with it it's not like he had some strong belief in it and I guess his parents kind of framed it to him as like this is one way to believe one way to live it's not the only way so a very different kind of Mormon upbringing than you or I experienced yeah um but a Mormon upbringing nonetheless. I mean, famously, there's this footage of him singing and dancing at his Ward talent show. He sings When a Man Loves a Woman. <laughs> it's so cute. And, like, does this hip-hop dance routine that honestly hits. Like, he's yeah. really going for it. Yeah. It was and his Mickey Mouse Club audition. <laughs> even if you didn't know that that footage was from a Mormon Ward talent show, if you're a Mormon, you knew. You saw yeah. it and you were like, that stage is familiar. This right. in, this crowd sounds familiar. <laughs> He's got, yeah, that priesthood glow about him. Uh-huh. Um, how do I put this delicately? Somebody who could have had priesthood glow, but just kind of fucked it up for himself. Ted Bundy. Ooh. What a transition. Sorry. I think, I just think Ted Bundy, if he had just redirected some of his energy. So if you, you don't know, what know I'm saying? if you're not familiar, <laughs> Ted Bundy, famous serial killer, uh, started his spree in Washington um, Washington State eventually moved to Utah where he joined the Mormon church. He was baptized. Uh, continued, you know, murdering and then was eventually caught, convicted, and executed. But in there is his little Mormon era. Yeah. This is a Mormon celebrity that I think Mormons would rather not claim. Although they like to bring him up. Anybody yes. who was alive and around during that time has a Ted Bundy story. Yes. Our mom is of an age where she has everyone in my mom's like age demographic who's a woman who grew up in Utah is like, oh, one time my friend was approached by Ted Bundy in a mall parking lot. Right. Every every one of them. Yes. And they that's kind of fun. They love him. that story. Um, but I don't think I knew Ted Bundy was baptized until I was an adult. That is not something that was advertised to me. Growing no, up. he went to church. We did not know he was baptized and excommunicated. Was he excommunicated? I mean, I yeah. assume so. I just hadn't had it so, confirmed. What I've read is that he was baptized. He was not an active Mormon. 
happen. But he was baptized, so they did excommunicate him. Okay. Just to be clear that they don't support his antics. I mean, the real, like, interesting morsel about Ted Bundy's Mormonism is that he converted not long before he was arrested in Utah. Mm -hmm. And his ward members, I think he was in, like, a singles ward at the University of Utah or something, his ward members rallied around him and were like, there's no way he's capable of what you're accusing him of. They like drew this card that was like all of them like cheering him on. Basically. I just saw it come up on Twitter recently. Someone reposted it like, Hey Mormons, don't forget. This is what Ted Bundy's (laughs) ward did for him when he was accused of being a mass murderer or a serial killer rather. Um, yeah, so the Mormons were big fans of his when he converted and were totally on Team Bundy when he was arrested. And that is a cringeworthy tale. Yeah, uh, though, I believe it. Unsurprising. Good looking, mm-hmm. quote unquote, good looking, nice, sociable Republican. Mm-hmm. Um white person with no conscience (laughs) so he was probably really turning it on when he needed to for the mormons um also mormons love a convert almost as much as they love a celebrity especially Mm. if that convert is yeah conventionally attractive educated wealthy any of those things Mm -hmm. you are in yeah um something that katie and i have both joked about with our husbands who are both never Mormons is how much a Mormon ward would embrace them if they decided to join the church. (laughs) They're both like charismatic, you know, successful guys. And if they just ever wanted a real ego boost, the Mormons would give it to them. I know we talk pretty frequently about what luke would have to do in order to become a bishop (laughs) like in our area of rural oregon like what would that timeline look like honestly i think he could rise through the ranks fast i think so too but the price would be (laughs) hours and hours and hours a week um so much money you'd have to pay Mm. so much of your money to the church Mm. and for what just to like Kind of have a cheeky little fun with the war. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and be like, see, no. I did it. Not worth it, I'm afraid. I know. Frank and I joke about it too, but anytime I mention, oh, but you'd have to give 10% of your money to them, he's like, oh, forget it. Please. No way. Yeah. And that's yeah, fair. Frankie could really do it. He could really do it. He'd go in there, like Mr. Like, soft spoken. Mm-hmm. real dry mm-hmm. Frankie they mm-hmm. would eat him up they'd be like oh, he he doesn't say much but when he does he is just a delight he brings <laughs> so much to our ward family mm-hmm. when he speaks everybody listens when he speaks everybody listens period yep. True. love you Frank <laughs> I'm listening I'm always listening Frank <laughs> so Ted Bundy played that game because he was a psychopath 
And the Mormons ate that up. They were they were there for it. But I wouldn't say Ted Bundy is, a, again, a Mormon celebrity that the Mormons are proud of. <laughs> who were you, who were your go-to famous Mormons when you were Mormon? Who were the ones that you were like, oh my gosh, did you know? I like honestly don't feel like I knew of any, like really. Yeah, no, I hear you. I feel like it came later. It was like, when Twilight came out, which we were still yeah. pretty young, and it yeah. was like, oh, she's a Mormon? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thinking and how about... soon into being a fan of the killers did you know that Brandon Flowers was a Mormon? I guess, yeah, Brandon Flowers, too. I pretty much always knew. I feel like that's probably my number one. I think I probably found out about Brandon Flowers when I was, like, pretty young, like, 14 or 15, and was like, mm-hmm. oh. And it's it, it was probably like a hmm maybe the church is true maybe i should stick around normal people are this seemingly normal person is mormon Hmm. and he's like successful and a rock star which Hmm. is like the whole crux of it right i think that's what mormons are getting from it when they talk about it is like see see this person is not only normal but like extraordinary in some way and they're choosing to be one of us yeah there must be something to it. But even the ex-Mormon connection is like one that I feel like people were into finding mm-hmm. because it was like, even if they've left, they still were at some point one of us right. and often still are saying positive things about us. So like I found this interview or this article in Us Weekly where they compiled like for more Mormons takes on Mormonism. So Amy Adams was one of the people mm-hmm. they interviewed, which I don't think I always forget that she grew up Mormon, but that is yeah. so that tracks. For sure. Um and in her interview, she's just like, well, Mormonism was like such a great structure for me to grow up in. And I still have like such positive associations with it. And it's like that even if they're no yeah. longer doing it, it's like, ooh, the Mormons love. Um, mm-hmm. She did, however, say that she still feels like tons of guilt and shame. Yeah. I actually I actually put down a quote from her because I was like, oof, when she said that growing up Mormon impacted her values more than her beliefs. Mm. I was like, yeah, snap. Snap. Still, still get to feel that Mormon guilt mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, she talked about feeling it, it when like just drinking alcohol, being like, Oof. yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Or um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, Catherine Heigl in yeah. her interview had all these positive things to say about growing up Mormon, but also talked about the shame and guilt. She talked about like when she got married, they she couldn't live together first. Like she still felt like the Mormon in her could just couldn't do it. Yeah. Hey, man, I get it. (laughs) You definitely relate to that. I know. Sure. You can take the take the girl out of the Mormon. (laughs) But you can't take the Mormon out of the girl. Period. Mm, Well said. Amen. Thank you. Who? So, yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. Like, it kind of took the advent of like Wikipedia. Yeah. For things to really pop off. Yeah, or or it would be those random articles where it'd be like, oh, it's Katherine Heigl, but I never liked Katherine Heigl, so I was always kind of like, okay, great. Yeah. We get Katherine Heigl. I know, of all the people, right? But 
then there were there were always rumors about other people though like i remember as a teenager there was a rumor that jewel was a mormon Mm. and there were christina aguilera rumors for sure you know what my mormon brain does immediately when we start talking about these people i immediately go into like hmm, i want to go on family search and look at their family tree how many generations back do they go and are we related i thought it was really funny reading about roseanne barr oh my gosh she grew up who knew she grew up in salt lake city number one yeah random number two so you know a jewish person from a jewish family but it's so funny like growing up in utah in the 50s and 60s you like seemingly just didn't have a choice but to participate in Mormon yeah you just kind of played along yeah. yeah she talks about how like on sundays and during the week when the mormons got together they basically like play acted being mormon yeah even though they she it, i read that she was she i read that she was like the president of the youth group so me, yeah. seemingly like a young women's president of some sort yes I know. That's hilarious. That's pretty involved. That means yeah. you're showing up, man. She must have been having a good time. I just want to know everybody's secrets. I want to read everybody's childhood journals. I just want to know what everybody experienced. I know. I want to look at everybody's family tree. Mm-hmm. I want to read their grandparents' journals. And it's because I know these people are crazy and that Mm -hmm. is fascinating and i want to know more like you your you know distant mormon relatives were crazy Mm -hmm. and i want to know everything about them i um just saw a tiktok the other day and it was um this woman saying like everywhere you go in life you bring your ancestors with you you know you're never like walking into a room alone you have your ancestors with you and she was talking about it as this like empowering sort of beautiful thing and I immediately thought I don't know because number one I think my ancestors would judge things about my life because I haven't stayed on the path they charted for me but also to get where they got they had to be nuts right like were they well were they mentally well they bought one of the craziest stories in the history of crazy stories and gave up everything for it yeah they walked across the country Mm -hmm. in some cases they yeah they left everything behind in some cases like abandoned family traditions cultures homes Mm -hmm. that's a really interesting thing about mormonism that i've thought about before because like our family like um we're like a little bit of a heinz 57 but we definitely have like Mm -hmm. very strong like um scottish and english like roots like our Mm -hmm. most recent ancestors can be our most recent ancestors who came from abroad were from scotland you know Mm -hmm. but it's so fascinating that and maybe this is because of mormonism our family's culture like kind of revolves around just mormon tradition yeah oh yeah like i know that in utah um there's a big like scandinavian community um Mm -hmm. and so like a lot of the um like food traditions come from that and whatnot and 
whatever. I'm kind of going on and on. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> it is something that I find interesting that, you know, rather than having traditions from like where our ancestors are actually from, we just have these it's just all cultural traditions. Yeah. All religion. No, I, I totally agree with you. And it feels like a loss, especially yeah. having left Mormonism. Because now so much of that culture is not a thing that we can or want to participate in. So it's just like a, it's a nothing. In, yeah. There's nothing in its place. Yeah. It it does feel like a loss. I definitely have thought about it um, a lot since having kids. Like there's sort of this pressure to be like, okay, what is like our family culture and what kind of tradition do we want to practice in our mm -hmm. home because we're not religious and I realize it's not abnormal for that to like be kind of number one for a lot mm -hmm. of people yeah um that's like just kind of what humans do but also what else do we identify with you know because mm -hmm. that was just something that wasn't ever considered in our upbringing we were just Mormon yeah that was this like some total of everything was our Mormon identity as a family. Yeah. And yet you hear, you know, why can't you just leave the church alone? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, it's all I've got mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I can't like shift my entire like paradigm for thinking about the world and my own identity and experience. But here I am. You made me. Right. It's not like I left the church because I have some perfect idea for what is actually going on and what I actually believe, <laughs> you know, and what actually is. Right. You know, it's just, right. It's that yeah. I tried this for a long time and it didn't work. Right. And it turns out isn't true. So I'm not going to do that. But it doesn't mean I have like got some whole new identity and worldview at the ready yeah i haven't like latched on to like some person or something that i think is better no necessarily i don't yeah. know what the fuck is going on sorry yeah right um and honestly i'm not really trying to find some new clean tidy box to put my view of the world in like I mm -hmm. do feel like sometimes in <laughs> not that I get asked by many active Mormons about what I believe now because they don't really seem to want to know but in the very few times it has come up if they're like so do you believe in God now do you believe in Jesus now do you believe in and I'm like no but also I don't know and also I'm yeah. not spending all my time trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the goal of my life anymore is to be able to claim some kind of certainty about questions that are impossible to answer. I feel like that's the main thing for me that I've mm -hmm. learned because I've never had an answer to that. You know, what do you believe now or do you believe something? I just believe it. And maybe it sounds cliche because because of the way I'm going to say it. But I think that like living in the moment. And like mm -hmm. just living for the day that you're living in yeah. is my number one thing. Like yeah. I am just me today living my life that I think is important. I don't know if there's some great plan for me, but I don't care because I'm just living today. 
Yeah. And just trying to be like present in it. Yeah. Um, I had a bishop, one of my very last bishops before I left, who was a wonderful person, honestly. But I had some conversations with him because I was like, hey, I hate this. <laughs> like I <laughs> he was someone I felt comfortable being honest with about like, I don't enjoy coming to church. I don't enjoy reading my scriptures. I, I'm not getting anything from this and I'm not sure what to do about that. And, uh, he was lovely and helpful. He actually, one thing he told me that I thought was sort of fascinating. He was like a lawyer, but he had studied literature in college and, was just like a big reader and he's like stop reading the book of mormon you've read it you know what's in there it's honestly not that Mm. great read other things that make you feel inspired spiritually enlightened close to god like just let go of the idea that the only way to like build a relationship with god or build spirituality is to read the book of mormon and Mm. i was like wow (laughs) that is my bishop's advice is like stop reading this book it's not good that's crazy honestly but that's not even the advice I was thinking of when I brought him up um he said to me multiple times and I also heard him say this to other people in our ward was like look you um you don't want to leave the church because there's nothing else like there's not a replacement you won't be leaving it for something Mm -hmm. and at the time I found that encouraging because I was trying Mm -hmm. to stay in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, sure. I kind of see what you mean. I'm not, I, there wouldn't be something to fill this void with. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of scary and sounds kind of lonely and uncertain. And, and so I don't want to do that. I'll stay. Even if I'm not sure it's true, even if reading the book of Mormon sucks, even if I don't like going to church, like, I don't want to have nothing. Yeah. Um. And so I feel like I'm kind of saying he was right. It There isn't a replacement mm-hmm. except reality. Yeah. And like just living now as authentically as you can. And that seems scary, but it turns out is so much better. Yeah, it's so much better. Like, I think life is so much fuller when mm-hmm. you just live for the day that you're in and you just focus on, like, actually living your real life. Mm-hmm. And you come to find out that there isn't even a void. No. Like, you have more. Right. You have more now. Right. All the, like, time and energy that went into, like, trying, to, doing the mental gymnastics to make Mormonism work. That was like a, that was detracting. It wasn't adding. So now I just like don't have to do that. And yeah, there isn't yeah. a replacement for it. And thank goodness. I'm just like free. Yeah. It turns out you don't have to do anything. Yeah. It is crazy when you think about even just the most average Joe Schmo Mormon goes to church on Sunday, like goes to the temple once every couple months, like whatever, mm-hmm. like the like amount of like mental energy that you have to put in in order to make it work like it has to take years off your life yeah yeah that is like a thing I've come to appreciate in my own life is the freedom and the time and the mental space but that I've also come to resent 
in the people that I love who are still in as I sort of see it from the outside how much time they're giving to things that in my opinion do not matter are not worth their time instead of investing that time and energy into like the people that love them yeah I know we have these like friends and family here today Mm -hmm. um and they kind of just get put to the side in order to like fulfill your calling or mm-hmm. Go whatever to the temple thing. to do work for dead people that's not even real right do some sort of you know what you think is like a service to others mm-hmm. but is actually just like free labor for the church or on a larger scale move to utah instead of <laughs> living near your family so that you can have proximity to like a temple instead of proximity to your grandkids yeah i mean i know that comes out judgmental and harsh and i would never want my parents to hear me say that because it would be hurtful but if you don't believe in mormonism that's what it looks like because all the people around you who are not practicing mormonism are just doing their best to live and to love their families and spend Mm -hmm. time with their friends and work on their own personal projects and they are not missing anything Mm -mm. there is no void no from ted bundy to this yeah this is fun i like kind of like this format where we talk about something silly goose and then we inevitably go deep (laughs) right because we cannot be stopped can we wrap it up silly goose though because yeah of course as I was thinking about this episode, I was like, what famous Mormons have I met? <laughs> oh, sure. And I knew that this would annoy you because you're always like, ugh, why do you know? Why have you had all these stupid experiences with Mormons? <laughs> and like, if you count like the general authorities as famous Mormons, which we don't, they're not famous in pop culture, but I've met so many of them and I have some weird ass stories, but that's for another day. Oh, okay. Um, But the famous Mormons that I've met were both um, Mormons that I met on my mission. And I think I think there's like uh, this sense that Mormonism is so small that if you meet one Mormon, they they probably know your like childhood friend's cousin who was a Mormon. Mm -hmm. And like to some extent, no, that's not true. But to another extent, it is absolutely (laughs) true. Mormonism (laughs) is that small. And I do feel like to some extent we are like just a couple steps removed from every Mormon who has ever lived. Yeah, totally. Um, So famous Mormons were only one step removed from. Let's start with that, actually. Okay. Um, Derek and Julianne Huff. Okay. They're friends with our cousins. Um, yeah. And also, I, I feel like we can lump in uh, the Bucket List family. Like, I feel like yeah, they're, yeah, famous they're famous enough. They're famous. We are definitely one step removed from them. Yeah. Um, and then uh, David Archuleta, because yes. one of my good friends was in his ward in Nashville. Beautiful. Natch. One step removed. I feel like if I thought about it longer, I could come up with like seven or eight more. I know. I feel like I have some, but I am just not tapping in. I've blocked them out. One of my favorite things is when we talk about something on the podcast and then we get a DM from someone who's like, my cousin is 
so-and-so's like neighbor or whatever. We just got one this week. It was so good. So last episode, we talked about that piece of art in Napoleon Dynamite, the girl among the hollyhocks that every Mormon had in their house. And one of our listeners was like, I think I'm related to the girl. Whoa. That is some hollyhock girl. And she said she was going to like dig into it more and get back to us. And I was like, what the hell, man? What a world. Oh man, please report back. I love that. I love yes. a good piece of lore. Um, but the two that I've met, so uh Ali Condi is a famous Mormon writer. She wrote the matched YA series that was like mm-hmm. New York Times bestseller, whatever. She lived in upstate New York when I was a missionary. Her husband was like going to grad school, and so they lived there. And I was at her house. The day she got called by her agent that her first book had been picked up by a publisher. Whoa, that's cool. Which is crazy. And I was like, whoa, this feels like a big day. And then she yeah. ended up like getting pretty famous after that. Um, And then the other famous Mormon I met is Danny Ainge, who was like a famous basketball player. He played for the Ooh. Celtics. And his son was a member in a ward I served in on my mission. And he was there on a Sunday when I gave a talk. And so he came up to me afterwards and told me he liked my talk. And my, I remember telling like our dad that story and he was like, oh my gosh, he was so excited. <laughs> he was like, Danny shook your hand. What did he say exactly? That's cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, those are my that. famous Mormon encounters. Please share yours. We want to hear them. Oh, please yeah tell us who we've missed like i bet that there are people who like kind like celebs who like kind of flew under the radar as mormons mm-hmm. or ex-mormons so let us know yeah who'd we miss and we didn't even really get into i mean there are so many categories of famous mormons like the literary famous mormons the brandon sure. sanderson's the shannon hales the orson scott cards we didn't even touch that we know they're there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. We're, we're aware who even reads <laughs> i do a lot but i don't want to talk about it i want to talk about tom can Cruise I? driving his motorcycle off a cliff again yeah true can i say i got um i got wireless headphones for listeners um I don't know, listeners and not viewers. I've been wearing my my toddler son's headphones for like weeks at this point uh, when recording, but I finally have some like real adult headphones. And anyway, I've been wearing them all the time. I've read three, listened to three audiobooks in the past like week and a half. Oh my gosh, look at you. I'm a new person. Yeah. I also do like parent my kids. I'm of not course. like just sitting in a dark room and letting them like fend for themselves. But man. You can have a little a little literature going on in the background and still be parenting. Yeah, let me live. Good for you. That's all. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, <laughs> send us your Mormon celebrity encounters at pleaseblesspod at gmail.com or DM us Instagram, TikTok at pleaseblesspod. Uh, watch us on YouTube. Uh, rate and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All of it. Do it all. Immediately. Please. 
And then, you know, once you've done all of that, please bless this podcast. Amen.